Caleb, do you remember the first song you ever wrote? I do. I remember it verbatim. Uh, it was a song called Football in the Air. Okay. And uh, it was, I wrote it probably in kindergarten or first grade. Uh, and the lyrics were, I went outside the other day. Me and my brother wanted to play. The sun was shining up in the sky, so I grabbed a football and threw it high. Chorus, football in the air, football in the air, football in the air, football in the air. When's it going to come down into my hands? <laughs> and that's a metaphor, you know? Yeah. Uh, just waiting, waiting, to, waiting to catch a break, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> One, the uh, fact that you remember that is incredible verbatim. Oh, yeah. Secondly, yeah. secondly, I'm just throwing this, maybe like a hidden track on the next Connie House record. That's all I'm saying. That idea is free. That's a free idea. Oh, yeah. It's, so, it's been floating out there. We, we might resurrect it. I'm, just, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. We're today on Behind the Tunes with Caleb Chapman. Live from the Visible Music College Studios. Caleb's from Colony House. Check him out at colonyhousemusic.com. Caleb, thanks so much for being here today, man. Thanks for having me. Appreciate you got it. it. You got it. You got it. Now, listen, you're a Franklin, Tennessee boy. Is that right? That's right. Born and raised, baby. Born and raised. Well, I've been doing a little reading up on Franklin. Let's see if you know these things about your, your born or raised hometown. Somewhere along the way, it was uh, the main street there in Franklin was named the most romantic main street. Did you know this? Uh, no, but but continue. It was named it just in general, the most romantic main street, the most romantic. Holy I don't. So I'll tell I don't you know. what. I believe it, man. I I when I was 16 years old, I took my girlfriend to Main Street for the Bluegrass Festival. Yeah. And in May, I'll celebrate my 15 wedding year anniversary with that girl. So it's true. It is. The, it sealed the deal for me. So, so uh, I believe it. It's pretty romantic down there. All right. So we're endorsing this. So look, if you're dating, if you're listening to this, you're dating somebody, get to the Main Street in Franklin real fast. Real fast. That's what's right. gonna seal the deal for you. And uh, I, and I'll send that Caleb. I'll send that clip to uh, maybe the Chamber of Commerce. We'll get them as a sponsor there of you guys for Colony House. You know, you we'll make that happen. Thank you. And so I was reading another thing about the Lots House. Have you heard about the Lots House there in Franklin? The Lots House. Lots. L O T Z. Lots House. All right. Continue. I don't. Think All right. I have. So Lots House apparently was a hospital during the civil war there in franklin and the travel channel named it one of the most terrifying places in america mm. now okay i don't know about the lots house specifically but franklin itself is the battle of franklin in the civil war was one of the bloodiest battles yeah. in the civil war which is you know a little juxtaposed to main street being the most romantic street in the, uh, in the world or whatever. Uh, uh, but uh, in um, in middle school, 
we did a ton of when we were starting to learn about the Civil War. We did a there was so we did a ton of field trips in Franklin, and I do remember there's a there's a, a Carter House, which is a big Civil War attraction, and they and they brought us they took us to a house that was the hospital for the Civil War. So I wonder if that well, is it? if that is the house on on that kind of land. In the daytime with a bunch of middle schoolers running around, it's not too terrifying. Not too but terrifying. I imagine at, at night, maybe by yourself with the, uh, you know, the, uh, if you believe in ghosts or not, it doesn't really matter. I bet that gets spooky. <laughs> <up there. laughs> well, that, as I read it, I thought, listen, Travel Channel, I live in Memphis. All right. So the most terrifying place yeah, in yeah. America. I don't know if you're going to get me yeah. on that one. Yeah. And so I think For that sure. what, well, the swing was funny, and you hit on it, to go from the most romantic spot to in America to the most terrifying spot in America. So I think I think what we're able to offer here is if you're in a relationship and you're looking for a way out, I think you take them to the Lot's house late at night, and That's I think right. you're I That's think right. you're set free. So you were this, this right. is this is relationship center. Everybody's welcome, and uh, and then one more thing, one more thing I thought was fascinating about Franklin is one i had no idea about this it was originally in north carolina did you know that tennessee was originally in north carolina i had no idea i'm learning so much wait yeah tennessee I, was part of north carolina yes i had no idea about this and so the it was also franklin was almost called marthasville the guy that bought franklin his wife was named martha and he was like is okay. my is my show of love for you I want to name this place Marthasville. And she was like, no, I'm good. Doesn't have a good ring to it. Doesn't roll off the tongue. <laughs> well, I just <laughs> thought this lady may be real high maintenance because I, I take you naming yeah. anything for me. If you want to name your cat after me, I think I'd be like, well, that's an yeah. honor. I hate cats, but that's an honor. But, you know? but I'll take, yeah, I'll take the namesake for sure. So anyways, wow. So, yeah. So look, everybody listening, this has been fun and educational already. A lot of relationship For advice. Me. And somebody's going to win 20 bucks on trivia at some point on that Perfect. North Carolina thing. So they're welcome. You guys are welcome real fast, real fast. Well, we're not here to talk about your hometown. We're here to talk about you guys and Colony House. Caleb Chapman here for Colony House. ColonyHouseMusic.com. Caleb, what got you into music to begin with? Um, well, I, I, I'd say it's my father, uh, have to be following in the footsteps of Papa C as we refer to him. Um, yeah. So my dad, uh, since I was, but since before I was born has been making music and he continues to make music to this day. A lot of people know him as SCC or Stephen Curtis Chapman. Um, and he, uh, yeah, from, since I can remember, I mean, I, I recently had my mom pull a lot of old pictures. Of, I needed, a uh, some pictures of me as a kid growing up in Tennessee and every, every picture, me and my brother who's in the band with me, uh, every picture of us, we got guitars or drumsticks in our hands. Um, so I don't really remember a life where that wasn't on the table, uh, so I, yeah, it's just like we wanted to do what Dad did, um, and then you know you go as you grow up, you you fall in love with bands, 
and then, you know, I remember meeting the Switchfoot guys. You mentioned them earlier before we started recording. Um, uh, and the, like, we met the, my dad was like, these guys are brothers in a band. How cool is that? And then we met them at a mall in Nashville. And it was like, oh my gosh, we could be brothers in a band. <laughs> and so they quickly became our favorite band. And then into middle school, we started getting into the skate scene. And so like got into more of the hardcore, like, yeah, I, not as much punk, but like more of the like hardcore scene because it was just part of the skate culture. And then uh, kind of that into early high school. And then after that, it was just like throwing it all in a blender and figuring out what we wanted to do. Um, so, yeah, it's kind of just always been there. So, yeah, so you're growing up, dad's, you know, he's he's doing things. You're getting to watch him do it. And I'd never thought about the parallel between you know, the switch foot having the brothers in it and you guys having the brothers in it. That is funny, too, and interesting. So was there, you know, so you, you're just obviously music's there. You're just always around it. You're always playing it, learning it, all these different types of things. And and even talking about throwing the blender after uh, as you're kind of growing there. So was there a point where... I guess, I, I guess, is it, it was it intimidating, was it ever intimidating for you guys to be like, all right, dad has been this, this guy's been doing this thing forever. Do we want to try to, do we want to try to step into this and do it ourselves? Yeah. Oh yeah. There was a few, there were some heartfelt conversations between me and my brother and my dad. Dad never discouraged or encouraged it in any weighted capacity. It was always just like, if you want to do this, go for it. It's a lot of work and it takes a lot of dedication. And, and if you're not a hundred percent sold out on doing this, there's a million kids who will step in and take your place. You know, um, that was kind of the advice of like, there's, you know, it is a labor of love as much as it's something that is awesome that we get to call a job. It, it has, uh, yeah, it takes its toll in certain ways, but you know, I, I was, I, recently it actually this reminded me i need to text someone back because i just <laughs> i got i got a text from someone who i really admire as a songwriter his name's tom douglas and uh he's written some of the biggest songs in the world and in, in the country world uh like the house that built me that kind of mm. stuff like and and he um he just texted we wrote a song together recently and he texted me about he has a son a little younger than I am, but was like, Hey, my boy's starting to get into writing. And, you know, he's, he's asking all the questions I'm sure you've asked, like, you know, doing this thing, making it his own, getting out of his father's shadow, that whole thing. And I, when he said it, it struck me because obviously I'm in a similar boat as this young lad and, or have been. And I told Tom, I texted him back. I was like, you know, I'd be happy to talk to your boy and give him whatever advice I got. I uh, I spent a lot of time trying to escape the shadow to only learn that it's really nice to have the shade. <laughs> you yeah. Know? And and, uh, and I think that's it, man. Like when you've got uh, someone like my dad, who I really look up to and admire how he's operated in, in both his home life and his professional life you know, the shadow is there. And, and yes, you want to carve out your own path. 
but the favor that uh, life that you know was led in, in intentionality and, and integrity has only benefited me, you know. And um, and if I if I'm blind to that, then that's just prideful and and um, I don't know, arrogant a little bit or ignorant maybe. Man, I, th- I think that's really good advice and really great perspective. And one of the cool things, you know, that that I've noticed just from afar is even I'll see a, maybe a picture come through on social media somewhere of your dad. And he's got a colony house T-shirt on and things like that where oh, yeah. it should be in this in this dynamic. It should be this thing where he's your greatest fan and it appears that he and your mom are probably you guys. They're no bigger colony house fans than you guys than them. And then you find, right. you know, great rest and comfort in that shade um, and the the wisdom and the encouragement that can come from that. So it sounds like if you guys are listening and you're trying to do the same thing, you can learn a lot here from this family. Again, we're here with Caleb Chapman of Colony House from the Visible Music College Studios on Behind the Tunes. Check them out at colonyhousemusic.com. Caleb, shifting gears just a little bit here. Do you remember the first record you bought with your own money? Ooh, with my own money. I remember, I do remember the first CD that I got for my birthday, for a okay. birthday that was like my CD, my own. My sister got it for me. And it was Underdog by Audio Adrenaline. <laughs> yeah. uh, and, and I that one was just massive for me because I, I was like, that's my own CD. That's my yep. own CD. Uh, I'm trying to remember the first CD that I bought with my own money would have probably been um i can remember going man i remember going into stores and you know flipping through some of the especially like i mentioned in the skate in the skate days i was flipping through all those cds and and uh, you know half of them had the parental advisory sticker on it which was a (laughs) no-go in my household (laughs) at that point uh and so i do remember those those moments of like whatever man what were those what was the big cd store in the malls called do you remember there was that tower records tower sam goody sam goody tower records i I think sam goody's was what we had um but dude i can't really remember the first one the first i can i can almost see the transaction (laughs) but i can't see the cd you know i can remember the transaction but i can't I can't make out the CD. I'm like, it was probably some obscure band. Like, part of me thinks it was this band called Fall of Troy, hmm. which was like, like probably did have parental advisory sticker <laughs> on it. No, that band, but like, like it was, it was something like that. Some hardcore band, I think. Side, side note, which I jump on that. The younger generation, bless their heart, they don't know the joy of what it was to go to those Tower Records and those Sam Goodies and whatever, and just and just oh. peruse through those CDs oh, yeah. for such and a long time. And then have the little like, yeah. have the little listening station. Listen, that side so side good, note, yeah. side note again is I remember the funny thing in like the Christian bookstores is they would sell those tracks yeah. that you could sing along with in church at that time. And oh, yeah. being there with your family and like they've got the headphones on because they're trying to pick out a track 
And you, and those, for whatever reason, the Christian bookstores are always so quiet. I don't know why that was, but oh, like going, sure. going and asking like whoever. You whoever, felt like you were in church. <laughs> that's right. Don't be too loud. And going and asking whoever's got those headphones on a question, but because they've got music in their ears, like yelling, they're like yelling it too. It's like, ah, quit yelling. Yeah, yeah it's Michael W. <laughs> I think I'm going to go. Good. <laughs> Oh man, y'all younger. We got. I got to build a store just for like people to be able to come and just do those things. But anyway, moving on. So audio drilling, maybe follow Troy. One of those. Um, mom or dad, yeah, if yeah. you're listening, it wasn't follow Troy. There was no sticker on it. Everything's fine. Oh. But with that in mind, so who were your influences musically growing up? Well, of course, uh, we'll go with the obvious of my dad. Yep. Uh, being being number one. Then of course, uh, Switchfoot. As yep. uh, this is chronological, chronological order. <laughs> uh, and you know, yeah, in the early days, I was we were just inundated with like the with Christian music of yep. the my, with my dad being who he is. Like we would just get the boxes of all the albums coming out. You know, yeah, all the CDs coming out, and that was our world. Uh, and then like somewhere in like middle school when my dad was like talking about kind of classic artists he like realized oh my gosh i haven't i haven't introduced my kids to <laughs> he was talking about i remember i'll never forget we were on our way to kentucky to i think visit my dad's family and he was talking about this song by michael jackson this song called beat it and we were me and we were like I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> and he was just like, he literally was like, I have failed you as a father. And he pulled, he pulled over and he went into Walmart and bought <laughs> uh, the greatest hits of Michael Jackson and also the greatest hits of Eddie Van Halen. <laughs> and, 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 and so that became kind of what for the next probably year like it was michael jackson and ed van halen <laughs> of just like that is that is everything this is musical genius um and then like i said you know we got into more of the uh our emo days i probably started m more more in the like there was a band called copeland that was a huge yeah. influence on me yeah um and then you know like we were huge under oath fans yeah uh and all that that those bands were just like in in that late middle school early high school that was everything you know i could go there that was yeah. a whole universe yeah yeah um, and uh and so that was big influence and then uh as we got later in high school we got super into kind of the british rock scene there was a band called athlete that was really a big influence on the early colony house stuff a band called the boxer rebellion um, a band called the vaccines <laughs> and these were all kind of, these were all bands that like helped shape our sound. Um, and then, uh, a local Nashville band called leagues, mm. uh, who doesn't, doesn't exist anymore. They put out a couple albums, but they were like this power, actually speaking of audio adrenaline, the guitar player for audio adrenaline, Tyler Burkham. Yeah. Uh, uh, started this band leagues with uh, a guy that's produced some of our music called Jeremy Latito and um, Thad Cockrell sang for league. So it was this like, 
Nashville powerhouse band. Yeah. Uh, and we just, I think without, without leagues, the first Colony House show we ever played as Colony House was opening for this band. And they really were like, we, I remember listening to their music and being like, this is, this is what I want to do. Mm -hmm. This like with, this feels uh, classic, but progressive and like, like it's pushing the, the creative ball forward. Um, but it feels familiar and, and epic and I don't know. It just had, had it for me. So uh, I could go on and on yeah. about influences, but some that helps really, that's kind of the, how it, the band was, I don't know, shaped its sound a little bit, at least at the beginning. All right. So with all that in mind, all that in mind, if you could open up for anybody dead or alive, who would it be? Um, we always say you too, because it feels like if you open for you too, that it, you're that's just a that's sign it. that you're on your way <laughs> like every youtube support has been like from kanye to kings of leon you know it's a uh uh who who i'm trying to think uh we saw lumineers open for youtube um muse um anyways that's a that would be a good you know good company to keep um but yeah i mean i think like there, you know, the the southern southern alt bands that have kind of that have broke the mold of being su southeast, you know, rock and roll. Uh, bands like Kings of Leon and Cage the Elephant have been huge influences for us, and um, and that that would be that'd be crazy to, we'll, to be able to open for, for those guys. We'll fire some emails. We'll fire some emails. I'll get Bono on the, I'll get Bono on the line. We'll see what we can do. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> with Caleb Chapman <laughs> of Colony House here on Behind the Tunes from the Visible Music College Studios. Check them out at colonyhousemusic.com. Caleb, do you remember the first song you ever wrote? I do. I remember it verbatim. Uh, it was a song called Football in the Air. Okay. And uh, it was, I wrote it probably in kindergarten or first grade. Uh, and the lyrics were, I went outside the other day. Me and my brother wanted to play. The sun was shining up in the sky, so I grabbed a football and threw it high. Chorus, football in the air, football in the air, football in the air, football in the air. When's it going to come down into my hands? <laughs> and that's a metaphor, you know? Yeah. Uh, just waiting, waiting, to, waiting to catch a break, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> One, the uh, fact that you remember that is incredible verbatim. Oh, yeah. Secondly, yeah. secondly, I'm just throwing this maybe like a hidden track on the next Connie House record. That's all I'm saying. That idea is free. That's a free idea. Oh, yeah. It's, so it's been floating out there. We we might resurrect it. At some point. I'm just, we'll I'm here for it. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Well, I figure your 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 songwriting process has adjusted since that day. What's your songwriting process like today? Um. Well, honestly, it maybe hasn't. Maybe it's just like it's it's a lot more like that than I've ever really thought about because most of my songwriting process is just looking around at what's happening in my life and what's important in my life 
at that point, it was going outside and playing football with my brother. <laughs> so that's what I was writing about. Uh, these days, I got a family. I got a wife and kids. I have friends with wives and kids. And, uh, and you know, I, I think the you have you look around and there's a lot of there's a lot of heartache. There's a lot of celebrating, um, you know, dealing with your own career and and your own personal stuff. There's a lot of insecurities. I always joke, but it's not really a joke. It's like the easiest thing to write about are my are the things I'm insecure about because mm. it's kind of like journaling. You know, you're just those. Uh, it's a lot. Maybe like it's kind of like it's a lot easier to complain about something than it is to be grateful for something. Yeah. We find ourselves like there's a million podcasts out there that are saying like, Hey, take a moment to like voice what you're grateful for because we don't naturally do that. We naturally kind of look around at all the things we don't have, or we don't, we aren't satisfied with. And so though it's important to dig into that stuff and, and, uh, yeah, explore what the heaviness of your heart. Those are the easier things to write yeah. for me. The harder things are the are the happy stuff. Is <laughs> the is the is the gratitude, um, or at least it's difficult to write those without it being kind of cheesy or whatever. Like yeah. from a from a place of you know depth. So um, I don't know. I, the thing I always say about writing is it's kind of like fishing. You just see what's biting that day. You know, there's different ways to, there's different ways to go about it. Sometimes you go on a run. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you pick up a guitar, you know, or sometimes you mow the lawn. Yeah. Looks like I'm about to mow the lawn right now. Get it. uh, Get it. (laughs) I was, I'm not, dude. I I, I hired someone because we're on tour and I'm looking out there. I'm like, wow, they do so much better than I do. Maybe I should. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Again, we're here with that. Caleb Chapman of Colony House. Check him out at colonyhousemusic.com. He's waiting on that football, and he's retiring from cutting the grass right here with us live on the show. Caleb, there's a few things There's few things like live music. It's one of the greatest gifts that we have in this life, I believe. So many great things happen. But there's goofy stuff that happens along the way. Do you have a most embarrassing onstage moment that sticks out to you? Ooh, um, I kind of like, I, I find myself kind of in this perpetual, embarrassing, awkward thing. And it's been, I've had to just get used to it. Uh, when I start running my mouth on stage, I just, I don't know where I'm going with things. So I try to keep my talking limited because uh, that's usually when, you know, the Freudian slips happen. Um <laughs> Uh, so I'll spare your audience maybe some of the some of the things I've said by just not thinking through it. Something that happened literally like two days ago that was less embarrassing, a little embarrassing, more just sad, is <laughs> I've had this guitar that we recorded a lot of this record, this past, this most recent record with. And it's this old guitar, this old silver tone guitar. It's it's weighs about one pound, super light. And somewhere along the way. I started at the end of the, our show, just throwing it, chucking it up in the air as high as I can, and then catching it is the idea. And I've never dropped it. I've probably thrown it over 50 times 
never dropped it until two days ago. And I, I threw it and I kind of, I threw it kind of behind me and I went to catch it. And Scotty, our guitar player was kind of bent over and I didn't see him. And I I had a little pass interference (laughs) and, uh, (laughs) and I missed the guitar and it literally, it just fell off the front of the stage. I mean, it probably fell. I probably threw it 30 feet in the air. I mean, I (laughs) chucked it. I chucked it. And I might be giving myself 10 feet, maybe, maybe 20 feet. <laughs> now you're a fisherman. It, it, it's it, took a, it took a tumble. Uh, and it's, it's not quite the same, but it still plays. So that was a little embarrassing. I had to swallow my pride a little bit because uh, I'm no longer batting a thousand. Yeah. I'm flawed. I'm a- I'm a flawed guitar tosser now. And that 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 first song came to life for you the other night. The ball came down yeah. and it, it just missed yeah. your hands. That's all right. That's all right. You'll, you'll bounce back. <laughs> we believe in you. Again, wrapping up here with Caleb Chapman of Colony House. Check him out at colonyhousemusic.com. Caleb, I'd like to end with a little rapid fire. You got your game face on? I'm ready. What's your favorite I'm junk ready. food? Oh, probably um, if cereal counts, that's yeah. that's up there. Just sugary cereal, uh, and then um, I'm a big Snickers fan. And my favorite, probably my go-to, are the watermelon Sour Patch. Oh, all right. They're, they're Sour Patch kids, but they're all they're shaped like yep. little watermelons. Yep. What's your favorite ice cream flavor? Uh, I think. Uh, I think Moose Tracks. Yeah. Yeah. Can you name one of the seven dwarfs? Oh, yeah. I could probably, I might be able to name them all. But uh, Dopey, I was Dopey for for Halloween one year. (laughs) In the movie about your life, the Caleb Chapman story, what actor would play you? Um, I, I would say... Uh, my wife kind of gives me Lee, gives me credit that I've kind of got Leo vibes, a little Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh. Um, so he wouldn't be bad. I think one. Leo. I take, yeah. I think uh, the other, you know, Christian Bale would be pretty cool. Good choice. I'd be in the. Yeah. I think. I think my. Yeah, I think. Uh, I would. It, he doesn't have my vibe necessarily, but I love. Uh, Casey Affleck. I think he oh. would be a rad person. Uh, I would be like, dude, that guy's got something. He's he's got magic in him. <laughs> What's your favorite board game? Board game. Uh, um, let's go with. Have you ever played Boulder Dash? Yeah. I don't know if it. I don't know it if counts. it counts as a board game. It counts. Okay. Yeah. It's a good about fond memories tied to Boulder Dash. What was your favorite cartoon growing up? Probably, probably Scooby Doo. Mm. Either that or uh, either that or uh, Tom and Jerry mm. classics. Yeah, I love a good classic. Would twelve-year-old you think that you're cool today? I think so. Yeah, twelve-year-old me. I think so. I think yeah. he'd be like you're doing yeah, the thing. Pretty- you're doing the thing you wanted to do. Yeah. That's good. And last but not least, something you hate that everyone else loves. Yeah, I I think 
I think it might be mint chocolate chip ice cream. You don't like? I know it. that I don't know. If, I don't know if everyone else loves that though, but I know it's pretty popular flavor, and it's tough for me to get. It's tough for me to get past the idea that someone back there. Someone back there in the back making some vanilla ice cream wanted to pull a prank on someone and just <laughs> took out the Crest toothpaste and was like, That's right. <laughs> and then started stirring it up in there and then put it out. And, and someone was like, oh, that's kind of an interesting <laughs> color. I'll take that. And then they licked it and they were like, the guy's like ready, like, oh, oh. And the person's like, mm, this is delicious. <laughs> and like, it's a prank gone like, wrong. Nodding. The prank gone yeah, wrong. Yeah. It's accidents. Yeah. It's accidents. I don't know. Oh, I love uh, it. That might be it. That's fair. That I can receive that one. I can receive that one. Again, he's Caleb Chapman from Colony House here on Behind the Tunes from the Visible Music College Studios. Check him out at colonyhousemusic.com. Caleb, thanks so much for being here today, man. You've been a ton of fun. Thanks, dude. Same. I really appreciate it. We'll catch you down the line.